Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is the creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. All right, fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here uh, today with a phenom, uh, a phenom that goes by the name of Kathy Heasley. Uh, she is the, uh, I would say, chief heart officer <laughs> for Heasley and Partners, which is a, a phenomenal branding uh, company, and she's also <clears throat> the author of Breakthrough, uh, a great e-book uh, book, uh, that uh, has a subtitle, Why Heart and Mind Branding Works and Everything Else Doesn't. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. Well, I, I, I know a little uh, trivia about you, and that is that you are also uh, an advisor of a couple of people that I, I know well, we both know well, and that's Robert and Kim Kiyosaki. Yes, I am. Yeah, Robert and Kim are two um, amazing people, and I have uh, been an advisor to them. And uh, but sometimes I wonder if they don't uh, mentor me as much or more than I ever mentor them. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys meet? Well, it was funny. I met through uh, one of the other Rich Dad advisors, uh, Ken McElroy, who is the person who uh, he does the real estate advising. And actually, I worked with him on his very first book the ABCs of real estate investing. And, mm-hmm. you know, he needed to get the book done, and I do a lot of writing, so I helped him with that. And then one thing led to another and uh, uh, got uh, connected with Robert and, and then helped him work with the book along with his sister on the book uh, Rich Brother, Rich Sister. And mm-hmm. from that book, we really connected. We knew we had very like minds. <laughs> Fantastic. So, of course, uh you have been branding and uh, and helping uh, uh, individuals and, and companies uh, and small businesses brand for quite a number of years. But uh, what did you do prior to uh, getting into branding and marketing? Well, I'm actually one of those rare people that went to school, uh, went to college, and I'm actually doing what I went to school to do. <laughs> I, know, I know there's a lot of people that, you know, they major in one thing and then they end up um, – finding their passion in life being something quite different. But I have always done um, marketing work, branding work. It seemed like even as a little kid, you know, I was always the one that entered the poster contests and things like that when I was a little kid. But but I did get my start, uh, you know, prior to working in ad agencies and so forth like that. I did actually take a sales job uh, when I very first got out of college in the office products type uh you know, line of work. It was office office equipment. So I learned how hard it is to really be in sales, and I grew uh, to really appreciate people who are excellent in sales. And it taught me a lot. I grew up a lot with that job. But really, prior to you know owning my own company, I just worked my way through all the different aspects 
of communications and marketing and advertising and public relations and uh, got a real broad scope of how I think the the, the real um, secret was I got a broad scope of how everything works together and that's where you know I really felt like okay I'm starting to really get this marketing thing it took mm. ten years. <laughs> well, you said it took ten years, but it also uh, uh, when we had last uh, talked, you went through a series of different. Uh, uh, jobs and uh, it was just at one point was a breaking point. You said, you know what? I think I want to do this myself. Yeah, I did. I I was um, one of those classic people that got went to college, got a degree, um, felt like I'm on my way, and I got a position with an ad agency. It was actually my second job, and I was a PR writer, and I really liked it. It was a lot of fun and. Uh, worked for you know large large companies. One of our clients was Friendswood Development Company, which was a division of Exxon at the time, and um, Ryland Homes. And you know, I worked. I went to all these different homes and wrote about these beautiful houses that were being built. This was in Houston, yeah. and I thought this is a great career. I, I could do this. I would love to be a PR writer, you know, all my life, and maybe grow into uh, higher positions. Well, nine months later. All of a sudden, I'm called into our, you know, my supervisor's office, and I'm laid off from this job. And I was, uh, I guess the only way I can put it, I was just shocked. Um, You know, Philippe, I grew up in a family that, you know, my father was a painter, uh, worked for union, you know, it was a, a union job. They scrimped and they saved to send, you know, all us kids to college so that we would have a better life that we could you know work in in a, in companies and not have layoffs like that my father you know we as a family faced that all the time when we were you know when we were when i was growing up sure. and um you can imagine my shock when i'm sitting here in a supposed you know white collar uh job and i get laid off it was it was quite striking and um I didn't take it real well. <laughs> I, think I, I think I stormed out in tears. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was just, I was so upset. So um, imagine my surprise when, you know, I, I got another job, and it was with a large ad, ad agency. We were working, um, I was working on the Coca-Cola account at the time, and, you know, it was the age of mergers and acquisitions, and one merger and acquisition led to another, and guess what? It happened again. And that was probably two years or so into that position. Okay, so the next time I did not storm out in tears. I just, I think I just sat there stunned, (laughs) maybe dumbfounded. My goodness. Yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, it was was just such a shock. And, um, you know, so then I learned kind of like, okay, well, I landed on my feet the first time. Let me see if I can land on my feet the second time. And um, I did. I landed on my feet. And um, I got a, a position with a company, and it was in it was corporate this time. So I thought, okay, more stable, that would be good. And um, it took five years, but again, there was a kind of a debacle with the company. And sure enough, I was laid off again. Marketing people, unfortunately, I think have that fate. But this time, it was really kind of funny. I you know, said, okay, thank you very much, and I appreciated my time here, and I got in my car, put the top down on my convertible, and <laughs> I drove off, <laughs> because I had gained the confidence, you know, that sure. I could 
land on my feet and I had learned a lot and I, you know, felt better about my skills. So <laughs> it was three strikes at this point. Yeah, I mean it was it was to the point where, you know, I'd go I'd go to my um Oh, it's funny. I'd go home at uh, the holidays, particularly to my my in-laws' house, you know, and my husband's father would say, you know, so, Kathy, where are you working now? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it was sort of that you can't hold a job, can you, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, those darn in-laws, you got to <laughs> But, you know, through the course of it all, and I wouldn't have known it then as I was going through those, you know, painful moments of, uh, you know, being kicked out of a, a well, three doors. Uh, I wouldn't have known it then, but what I really now I value it so much because not only one, yeah, did it give me confidence, but but two, by going and and having these different jobs in these different areas of marketing. You know, after that, I went into the technology sector and I uh, worked in various areas of of technology in marketing and communications and product development and so forth. What it did was it just gave me this like well-rounded education. It was almost like a management training program, mm-hmm. you know, where you get to work in all areas of a certain field so that you get this, you know, massive thirty thousand uh, foot level view of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't have gotten that if I had, you know, been among what I thought was the lucky few who, you know, had jobs that were stable for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a blessing, actually. So you really grew. So it was, it was three jobs or four? It was three. And the third one, um, like I said, lasted about uh, about five years. And then there, okay. that was a layoff. The fourth one was with a technology company. And that was um, uh, an interesting situation because we were just an amazing company. It was a entrepreneurial. It was my first real flavor of that amazing entrepreneurial spirit that happens within a within a startup company and we grew to you know gosh 30 million dollars uh, in revenue and it was just wonderful and um you know some things happened within that company one of which was the company went public mm-hmm. and everything changed it's like i always say the heart left the building when the company went public and mm-hmm. um you know everybody watching the stock prices and anyhow um kind of long story short after about two years or so, uh, the company had to make some tough decisions, and they had to have a layoff. And um, I was among the ones that stayed, and I, you know, I was selected to stay. And I felt, oh, I'm so fortunate, I'm so lucky, thank goodness. And what I soon came to realize, it's it's better to be one of the ones that are asked to go. And I I know that sounds crazy, but it it really is because the culture had shifted and the morale was horrible. I mean, like I said, the heart had left the building, and it was very it was very hard to believe in what you're doing. And and that I think was another big life experience and life lesson that led me to Heart Mind Branding. So this is where you developed your philosophy. It really was. It was it was uh, seeing a company, being part of a company that. You know, you felt like you were changing the world. You felt like, you know, and we were. Um, you felt like you were making a difference. The engineers, you know, they were proud of the patents on, that they had on the wall. And, you know, they were excited about what they were doing. We all were. And when the company went public and 
like I said, the heart left the building. The suits walked in. The Wall Street suits walked in. They calculated everything on spreadsheets. And the one thing that they, you know, did not calculate, it's what I call the off-the-balance off sheet asset, and that is the heart of okay. that company. And little by little, they it was really sad. They ousted the founder of the company, um, the creativity, uh, went out the door with him, the, the foresight, the ability to see where the market was going went out the door with him, and um, the company was never the same. Six years later, or seven years I think it was, it ended up uh, getting bought and pretty much dissolved by you know a, a far distant competitor mm -hmm. to us many years prior. But yeah, after that experience, that's when I said, you know what, I'm done. I I now see the what makes things work, what makes things not work. I mean, it started to become clear to me, mm -hmm. and that's when I started Heasley and Partners, and I um, started it, and, and the founder of that company was my very first client <laughs> on a on a new venture. <laughs> wow, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah. So what is heart and mind branding? Why is it important? Because uh, we normally don't hear the word heart uh, when we hear the word branding. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, something that I created through a lot of these, you know, all these experiences, really. And then over the course of even more years working on my own, seeing what worked, what didn't work, mm -hmm. and... Um, you know why certain things worked like why working with one client uh where we did we have great success and why working with another were things sort of mediocre you know and what i found out was that when a when a company or a founder or a person within the company actually let us into that that drive that purpose that that heart that mm -hmm. you know from which the company was created and let us actually put it out there in all that they do People just connected with it, you know, the customers connected with it, the employees connected with it. So over the course of the years, I was like, this is, this is, you know, the secret. Mm -hmm. And so it, you know, it took a little while, but creating Heart and Mind Branding uh, was really, you know, pounded out on this anvil of experience and, and, and working with clients. But what it really is, it's, um, I always say like every every company and every person has a heart side and that heart side is is just that it's the creativity it's the aspiration it's the higher purpose it's that drive to to you know um have a legacy it's all those different things mm -hmm. um I call that the heart side the mind side is all the things of like you know in a business it's the spreadsheets it's the goals the objectives mm -hmm. the sales quotas um you know, your P&L, all those different business things that make, you know, that make work, you know, or make make a job kind of work. The the heart side makes a job of your life's work, right? That's what uh, the two sides are. So heart mind branding honors both of those sides of a business and mm -hmm. says, how do we bring them together? And the way we bring them together is we look at every aspect of a business. It's it's promise, you know the the um, uh, words and the images and and the you know promises that it puts out there, and we look at the experiences that it delivers, the, you know, which is the follow through on all those promises, and we say, how can we take all those things and envelop them in the heart? Like, how do we bring that heart? 
that passion, that spirit to life in everything that they do, whether it's a job description that they have to write or it's an ad or it's uh, their operations uh, model or it's, uh, you know, uh, the way that they would even, you know, manage their customer service. I mean, no matter what it is, we envelop it into that higher purpose. And, uh, yeah, when you do that, it's really amazing because what you're basically doing is you're building your business from the brand up. And having come from companies where they did have a lot of heart, they they did really care about what they were doing and they, you know, were very mission-based and excited about it, but it wasn't built into their into their business. Mm-hmm. It was too easy for somebody to walk in, whether it be somebody from Wall Street or, you know, uh, uh, maybe a new executive that comes in with all the best of intention mm-hmm. and just kind of make the heart, you know, leave the building. Mm-hmm. And just basically put their identity on it and just, it's just, there's nothing to stand for. What's the old quote? You, you know, you could stand for anything, fall for stand for something or you could fall for anything. Exactly. I mean, that that technology company that I was telling you about, uh, where the heart left the building and where when I started my company right after that, about a year later they had called me in and said, you know, we're thinking maybe you could help us, you know, trying to get our strategy back together. We have, you know, a couple product lines, and we're trying to just sort of get our focus back. Mm-hmm. And I thought, great, I would love to help you guys do that. I would love to help you do that. So we assembled all the uh, executives in the in the boardroom, and I was going to run them through, you know, some exercises, and it was going to be very interactive and, and everything. And my first sign should have been that the, the CEO of the company didn't think it was important enough for him to be there. Yeah. That was a sign right there. A red flag. Um, big red flag. And, um, it, you know, it's probably, and I'm not trying to say that I'm important, but the exercise is probably the most important thing that they need, that they could have been doing at that time. Sure. And um, so anyway, this is just one example, but I always try to do like a warm-up question. And my warm-up question was, um, you know what are what are you guys in the business of of doing like what what are you in business to do and uh you know I, I knew what kind of answers i was expecting and i was waiting for and here's the sad part it took three times around the table of about oh there must have been about 10 different executives um around the table it took three times around the table before one of the guys and Okay, we'll give it a little credit. It was the VP of Sales. <laughs> the VP of Sales actually said, "Well, I guess we're in business to serve the customer." Wow. And he and he asked it as a question. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, but prior to that, it was oh to achieve shareholder value, and we're in business to uh, make money, and we're in business to design products and all these different things and it was like okay you know you people are in serious trouble absolutely you know that 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 fascinates me because here's the ceo that you know is pretty much detached uh from the process but you know what's interesting is most uh, individuals don't really understand the concept of what branding is versus marketing versus publicity 
for the sake of definition, what is your definition of uh, branding as we uh, delve deeper into uh, heart and mind branding? Well, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked it. Um, I have a very simple definition of branding because, um, like most people, I, for years, spent – well, I've spent years in the business being confused as to what it is or being confused as to how I can act on it, Mm -hmm. how I can act on developing a brand for a company or a person. And um, so, you know, again, over the course of years, it occurred to me, like, okay – a brand doesn't have to this doesn't have to be complicated. A brand to me, this is my definition of it, is simply two words. It's the promise and the experience. Mm. And like I said earlier, the promise is all that stuff you telegraph out there, whether it's through social media or your website or even the way you dress or the way you speak or the um people that you associate with or, uh, you know, your ads, all those different things are all about the promise. And, you know, we all are very judgmental in our in our world. People are very judgmental. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, you know, in some cases it's uh, self-preservation, right? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> to, pre- to, to prejudge people. But mm-hmm. we, we all do it, and sometimes we do it, you know, um, uh, erroneously and sometimes we do it you know we're pretty much dead on but everybody has to ask themselves is the promise that they're putting out there truly telegraphing what they want it to telegraph mm-hmm. that's that's the first thing you know um, from there then the experience that we it's the follow through you know does it does it measure up I always say the best brands are the ones where the promise and the experience are one and the same Mm-hmm. You say that in the book, yes. Yeah, where they where they equal out, and people go, "Yep, that's exactly what I expected." You know, I got exactly. You guys are right on. Thank you very much. You know, um, I've had people though. You know, when I've done public speaking and stuff, I've had people say, "Well, aren't you supposed to under promise and over deliver?" <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to that, I say, "Well, yeah, that's that's good." But here's the problem. A lot of our clients are so under-promising. You know, they've maybe paid a lot of attention to their to their service model. They, you know, really care about their customers. They're doing a great job, which is excellent, right? But they're just not um, putting that promise out there. They're not um, – uh, They're let's put it this way. Their materials are underselling them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so when that happens, we know our job is to bring the two in line. We want to bring their image up so that they're, so that the people that they're serving don't kind of, you know, we've heard this before from uh, some of the testimonials and stuff that we've gotten from our clients' uh, customers. They'll say, oh my gosh, you know, we, if we had known that such and such company was so amazing, we would have hired them a long time ago, but, you wow. know, they just didn't look that good. <laughs> well, you know, what's fascinating, what you're saying is, is just how um, easy it is for a company uh, to become sterile, in a sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, that they're just running the business and, uh, you know, if, uh, looking at, you know, the P&L, the profits and loss, and saying, okay, we're making money, but are you really 
making a difference in the lives of the customers in whom you're serving so that they just unequivocally give you first right of refusal. Yeah, I mean that's a big that's a big problem. I I've gotten even sort of like a sixth sense about companies when I walk into them where I can tell if they're I call it mind based or heart based. Mm-hmm. And there are some that are just you know really crazy heart based companies and they tend to have no systems and they tend to have just like rampant mm-hmm. creativity and they tend mm-hmm. to not get a whole lot done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that can be just as bad. There is a balance, so you can't have. Uh, one or the other, there needs to be a balance of the two. There is. That's exactly right. There needs to be an integration, you know. But most of the time what you see is you see these um, heavily mind-based companies where, you know, everything is just, it's all about business. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in, in today's world, that's just not good enough. I mean, it may have flown, you know, in the 70s and earlier and but I even saw transitions happening in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, you saw it with, you know, Apple was starting the trend there. You know, I worked uh like I said at the in the ad agencies that worked with Coke. Coca-Cola is a huge heart-based, you know, company. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though they're so strong with systems and you know, and all of their numbers and everybody's held accountable and everything, people bleed Coke red when you work for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you. it's just all, it's just amazing. So, um, but you're right, It is. it is about having both, and that's why I always said, you know, um, it's very hard to balance them. That's why you have to look at every aspect of a company when you're looking at branding mm-hmm. and say, how do we envelop this aspect in the heart? How do we... You know, how do we take this mundane, mind-based thing and give it life? Well, uh, you know, that's interesting because one of the, I guess, questions I have for you is, is you know, there's two, I guess, type types of clients or, or companies for you, and, and one is uh, helping a company, a new company, right mm-hmm. off the bat, uh, develop a heart and mind brand right. versus... Uh, an established company where you have to go in and rebrand it. Right. A lot of times, um, and the companies that start out, you know, wanting to get off on the right foot, that's always very nice to be able to start at an early stage. We have one client right now that uh, they just started their business in, like, January, and we've been working with them for two months, three months, because they want to get off on the right foot. And they're, you know, they're a technology company and, um they uh, have, you know, the investor capital, and they're, you know, we're getting them off on the right foot. The, the part that I really, it's kind of sad for me, is when I have to go in and I have to um, fix what has kind of been messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, control. Yeah, you know, because then what happens is, you know, I, I feel people are paying, paying twice or three times or sometimes even more mm-hmm. for. Um, work that it had it been kind of thought through from a heart and mind perspective with the future even in mind, you know, thinking where they are going to go, um, it all works It all works out a lot better and they've only had to pay once. Mm-hmm. You, know, so. there, you know, there's um, various different phases of branding, of course. You know, there's creating the brand, there's brand management, brand awareness, how do you incorporate heart and mind branding in each of these, you know, components uh, of a company's brand? Well, our term for you know that um, process really is 
what we call brand creation, brand planning, and then brand execution. And so when we when we're first going in to a company uh, and looking at actually creating their brand, um, we use what we call uh, the five stages of heart and mind branding. Mm-hmm. And the five stages are where the first one, where we we do seek to discover what the true heart of this company is. Like, why mm-hmm. are they in business? For some companies, it's they really might you know care about their customers or they. Um, uh, care about the environment or whatever. Some companies, it's like we are insanely competitive. We have to win at all costs. You know, so I always say, don't think heart is, you know, soft and cuddly. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's ruthless. <laughs> but if if that's if that's the true heart of the company, then that's what has to be that's what has to be brought out. Um, yeah, so it's so it you know sometimes people think oh well this is just touchy feely stuff. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not a some of the <laughs> it's hardcore business. It, it is some of the I always I always say uh, true heart based leaders are some of the toughest people to work for. They're incredibly demanding. They're um, they don't take uh, good enough as good enough. I mean it's. It's just it, they can be really incredibly uh, challenging to work to work for because they care so much and they're so passionate about what they're doing. I totally but agree we, with that because I have interviewed so many of these individuals, mm-hmm. and there is a difference between uh, working with them versus working for them. And they are you're right they're 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 heart based because really heart based is knowing who they are and what right. their brand is and there there there's no exception. Right. They're unwilling to compromise. And, yes. And 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 they shouldn't because they're so def- definitive. Mm-hmm. And that that's the other part that's so sad is that a lot of times these uh people who are you know so heart-based and they are so completely defined in who they are they may have trouble getting that on paper because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're all because gifted in other, you know, ways and different yeah. ways. Um, yeah, they're so close to it. It's like asking someone to say, "Can you see?" You know, they wear glasses and they say, "Can you see your glasses?" Well, no, I'm wearing them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can totally get that. Yeah. So, um, so that's what we see a lot too. Is that you know people will. Uh, be very passionate or have a lot of heart, and then when you look at their materials or read their materials, uh, you're kind of like, yeah, boy, this really misses the mark. So -hmm. that's why the next stage that we take people through is we take people through message development. Our our feeling is you have to translate the word or the heart into words first before you can translate them into anything, you know, visually. And that's usually the biggest mistake people make in branding is they start with the image. And I always say, you know, unless you have a great screenplay, how do you actually write, how do you actually do the movie? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You don't just, like, dash out with a video camera and go, okay, so let's do this shot. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So what we seek to do as our second step is we put the heart into words and we really bring it to life um, with language. and. Mm And then the next stage from there is then we put the words into images. Mm. That's the third step. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, most communication really happens through uh, image, non, you know, nonverbal communication. So it's really, really, really important to make sure that um, your images really speak the truth and speak mm-hmm. the true heart. So we uh, we do that third, and then the fourth step is where we actually put the actions to the brand. Uh, that's that starts to enter then into the follow through, and um, you know the the actions phase is kind of interesting because back to the question of you know should you over uh, under promise and over deliver. Mm-hmm. To that I say, yeah, within bounds. And what mm-hmm. we really recommend um, is that you over-deliver by creating uh, and by actually doing what we call moments. And moments are those little instances of time that really just are unforgettable. Mm-hmm. And um, it was years ago that um, I started to really realize, you know, as we're talking about heart and connecting with people, I started to really realize, you know, we buy with our hearts and we justify with our minds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything we buy, doesn't matter if it's a pack of gum or a sports car, we buy mm-hmm. it with our hearts and we justify mm-hmm. it with our minds. Mm-hmm. So I started to think about, as I wa- as we would do these moments, you know, for different clients, and I would I started to watch how people responded to them. And I came to the conclusion that moments are the language of the heart. So mm-hmm. when it when you want to connect with people, you connect with them through moments. And so in the actions phase, that's what we do is we look at their you know complete service models and things like that, their operations, of uh, their company, and we develop what we call moments maps. And Incredible. we infuse moments into their actual um, you know delivery, their follow through. So that the experience, you know, just really wows people, and that's the other side of of heart mind branding is that it's, it's no longer just in the graphics department; it's it's all through the company. Mm-hmm. And and the irony of the whole thing is that you know what really gets people talking isn't necessarily the ads; it's the experience. And sure. and when you can create these moments and really just wow people they start talking and they start creating word of mouth, which is your best form of advertising. And then what happens is, you know, the flywheel, you know, from good to great, the flywheel starts turning and, and we, you know, you get to what we call, uh, you start to achieve what we call breakthrough brand, where you just really break through the clutter and become the brand. Wow. That is absolutely incredible. I love that. The five uh, stages. Uh, and you know what's what's fascinating is uh, uh, always in business, you know, especially if you're going through an MBA program or what have you, they say, well, you you got to put down your uh, you know your business plan, write out your business plan. But what's fascinating is is that heart and mind uh, branding uh, is a core element uh, and essential in that mm-hmm. business plan if that business is truly going to work it's a lot of businesses fail because they don't have that component they don't and i mean you can actually build a business plan through um the heart mind branding model like sure. it can be used as as your foundation for your business plan cuz the fifth the, sure. the the fifth stage is you know after you go through heart and message and image and actions the, mm-hmm. 
the fifth stage is systems because okay. once you find out what you know what's really working and what connects with the customers and uh, then then you have to systematize it and you have to put your processes together so it's repeatable and um and then once you do that then you've got um then you've got an amazing asset too. <laughs> Incidentally, oh, it, gr- it grows your, you know, your business value just like goes through the roof when you've sure. got that all together, right? Absolutely. I mean, this would also work. I would even assume, obviously, for nonprofits. It doesn't have to be just a corporate. It, it could be for any uh, type of business. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We've we have done this uh, work and this model with, you know, companies like Coldstone Creamery worked with them from gosh 1999 when they were just 35 stores mm. or so and uh 12 employees and worked with them uh through 2008 when they were when the company was sold for quite a quite a lot of money it was it mm-hmm. grew to a quite a valuable asset um and the you know there were 1400 stores <laughs> worldwide <laughs> wow. and um you know, so it it can work with all kinds of companies we've worked. So we've worked with them doing it. We've worked with, uh, you know, capital companies, financial companies, technology companies. Mm. We've worked with um, commercial construction companies. We've worked wow. with companies that, uh, you know, do do road paving. <laughs> I mean, Amazing. You know, some of these, and I'll say it, these very, you know, sort of masculine uh, businesses mm-hmm. are are actually some of the most lucrative to use this for. Um, Incredible. Yeah. Uh, part, of, was, part of, well, go ahead, Philippe. I, I would say that wouldn't this also be great just for individuals? I mean, there's a component there for just not companies, but for individuals to uh work for a company and have these five stages as values. Oh yes, absolutely. Um we do a lot of personal branding. Uh we not only for people who are are entrepreneurs or are you know establishing their own personal brands or becoming experts or you know we do a lot of book writing for people, but I always say even within a within an organization if you're an employee um, to really have your own personal brand within the company, mm. because it really it really does matter. And I'll give you a great example. There was a woman who uh, works who was working for our company several years ago, and her personal brand within our company was she was on every detail. I mean, every detail. She was just that kind of a person. Her personal brand was detail to the max. You know, mm-hmm. could have been stamped on her arm. She should have just made a, you know, had a tattoo made. <laughs> and there was a, a speaking engagement that I was that I was a part of, and it was a, a smaller speaking engagement, and it was kind of a favor to a friend of mine. And um, it was the first time doing the event, and they were rather inexperienced, inexperienced rather at, at doing events. And anyhow, I get there to do my speaking um, engagement, and they go, you know, you're the next day. And I'm like, okay, because um, it it's on my calendar is today. Thank goodness it wasn't the other way around, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was the day after the speaking engagement. <laughs> but, but the, you know, the young guy who, again, was kind of inexperienced, he, he tried to just go, you know, your your assistant just really blew it. I mean, she, you know, she just got this wrong. And I'm sitting there thinking, see, you don't know her personal brand. 
Wow, yeah. She doesn't get this stuff wrong. Like, right. Because <laughs> she has, you know, you know, detailed dynamo or whatever tattooed on her arm. <laughs> you know, so these, this is, these are some of the ways that, you know, just having this personal brand really helps you. Well, you know, uh, speaking of uh, Robert and Kim Kiyosaki, uh, uh-huh. here is a great example of where you get both. You have an individual who right. is a brand, but, you know, there's the Rich Dad Company, which is a company. Exactly. And the important thing about that is, you know, being what we call, you know, great brands, I always say, are three things. They're genuine, they're meaningful, and they're different. And the wonderful part about Kim and Robert is that they're, they are so genuine in their mission, genuine in their delivery, genuine in what they're doing, um, and their and their company uh, really mimics that. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very congruent with their genuineness. And of course, you know the work they do is very meaningful to people because people, you know, obviously want to get ahead in life. They want to, uh, you know, be free from worry, financial worry, all those sorts of things. So that's very meaningful the work that they do, and therefore the the work that their company does is very meaningful. And then different. A lot of times, just by virtue of the fact that you really are putting your heart into what you're doing and you're bringing that to life, the different part is actually quite easy. Sure. We're all unique, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And 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 then you, whatever information you're disseminating is from your own uh, from your own window. So. Right, right, and it's and it gets so far beyond that um, old school feature and benefit type uh, marketing where. Everybody's just trying to one up another the other person on features. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, one of our clients years and years ago was a, tele, a telephony company. They made telephones for offices, mm-hmm. you know, desk phones and things like that. And oh, it was just so funny. That industry was so funny because it was it was just let's one up our competitors with some needless feature <laughs> that, <laughs> that nobody nobody needed and the feature lists on these phones were just crazy you know how many of you ever used uh park or camp on on your phone yeah exactly <laughs> so there was just you know it was all feature and benefit uh marketing and it was very ineffective um talk to me about uh social media uh mm-hmm. and how social media uh, has it played or how it has played a role in uh, really, I think, heart and mind branding? Well, it's funny. I I feel like social media has finally brought the heart to the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, websites did a pre- an okay job at it, uh, particularly if people might you know they put a, vi- a video on their website or something like that. But social media has uh, really enabled all of us. <laughs> in some cases, you know, good and bad. Uh, It's enabled all of us to really uh, show our true self and, Mm -hmm. you know, put our heart out there, the things we're passionate about and have a platform for it. Um, Where I see mistakes being made, though, with social media is, um, one, again, if you're going to be genuine, that's really great, be genuine, but make sure you're meaningful to somebody out there. So that's where when people say, well, why would anyone care, you know, if I had a hamburger for lunch and I went and then later got a milkshake? Well, that might be genuine. That's truly what you did, but it's not meaningful. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. sure. So you 
you always want to uh, make sure with social media that no matter what you do, that you are genuine, because it's the age of integrity. There's mm-hmm. no no covering up, and I mean you got to be honest out there. There's no. Yep. We've and, they, that. And, and customers will tweet exactly what they feel right there in the moment in real time. That's right. And, you know, we've seen a lot of people get, get caught and in trouble trying to be something they're not. And we've mm-hmm. also um, uh, seen problems or uh, controversies flare up in, in a big way. So mm-hmm. the other side of it is really understanding that, this is a this is a relationship medium and it's uh, and it's uh, a dialogue and that it's it's really about you know truly caring about these people enough to if they take time to talk to you taking time to talk to them Absolutely. and so yeah it's it, it it brings the heart to life but just like anything uh, any relationship in life it's it's uh, it takes some work. What I really love about uh, your uh, philosophy, your process, the five stages of heart and mind branding, um, <clears throat> is that um, I use a term uh, frequently uh, uh, called uh, uh, breaking one's brain. Uh, <laughs> and uh, what I like about what, what heart and mind uh, uh, branding does is that it breaks the individual's brain from these old uh, ways of thinking and they really, by that five-stage process, discover who they truly are. There might be things in there that they didn't even know about uh, in themselves uh, reflected through uh, their company uh, or, or their entrepreneurial efforts or their book or what have you that, uh, you know, makes the world a better place. No, it's really true. It's really true. And and you people underestimate the value of that. Uh, we have one client right now that we're working with. It's a, another technology company, and um, we we always go in and we do a lot of interviews. We interview all kinds of people within the company and outside the company and so forth as we get started with our process. And I, I was interviewing this uh, very young um, guy who he's actually an engineering student, but he's a young engineer uh, mm-hmm. at the company and. He was really nervous about about being part of the interviews. <laughs> he didn't know what to expect, and, I, and it was funny to kind of hear that because I'm not a very I don't think I'm a very scary person. But um, he was a little nervous, and and one of the things I was talking with him about, I said, so I said, you know, you're you're young and you're learning, and I said, um, so what happens if you make a mistake here? What's what's that like? What happens when you make a mistake? Um, well, you know, it, we, they look at it as kind of a learning process. I said, are you able to ask questions? And, oh, yeah, we. it doesn't matter how busy we are. If we have questions, if I have a question, I can ask, you know, my supervisor. And a lot of times if the question is one that maybe everybody needs to hear, he'll, he'll stand up in the room, uh, you know, on the floor, and he'll just say, hey, everybody, here's a question that came up. I think it's worth all of us hearing. And, and they'll make it a learning moment. And I mm-hmm. thought, man, that's really that's amazing. That's tremendous. Absolutely. That's an important cultural thing that this company has. So, anyway, about a week later, I interview uh, the founder of the company, and one of the things that um, I always try to understand is I under- try to understand their background. I try to understand their their life uh, from where they came, and he starts telling me a story about how. He um, 
uh, grew up in a in a household that you know had some difficulties uh you know mother and father there were some issues there and a lot of times he was uh left alone and um oftentimes even maybe just didn't really have anywhere to go so sometimes he just you know lived with friends or whatever and he said i could have really gotten off on the on the wrong path and he goes i was actually getting off on the wrong path and he said uh there was just this person he'd befriended it was a a man who was a, a an engineer and i guess this young boy who is the founder of this company now befriended this man and they would you know they'd go work in his garage and do technical things take mm-hmm. stuff apart put it back together mm-hmm. and through that this through that teaching this guy saved this young boy's life and as the you know as the man um founder of this company you know got a little bit older he you know became, remained friends with with this guy who was just really an ultimate teacher and he said you know is there any way i can repay you for what you did for me in my life and he said just just you know just kind of pay it forward, you know, just just give it to somebody else, do the same for someone else. So, I mean, that's exactly what he's doing, and that's why that culture is is uh, so much the way it is in that company. And he didn't really want to necessarily bring it out in the company, and I said, there's a way to bring it out the right way, and it, it is alive in their, um, in their messaging. It's alive in their tagline, and, you know, it's, and it's who they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they they will win business because of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you we talked about uh, individuals, we talked about corporations, we talked about organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does one uh, get in contact with you? And uh, what are you know? Is this an expensive uh, uh, undertaking where we have to go over to you know uh, uh, the banks overseas and and rob them, come back, and then? What, what what can what can one do to to be able to be a part of uh, heart and mind branding? Because I personally think that uh, everyone should go through this process. I really really do. I, I know that I'm going to, uh, but I'm thinking of all the entertainers, all of the just everyone who is in the business of uh, image and mm-hmm. and and first first impressions and. You know, everybody is selling something, even if they're even if they're referring someone to a movie or to a book that they've read. This right. is something that I think really helps people uh, become integrous with who they are. Uh, so, is this something that everyone can do? Uh, do you have various different plans or stages of how you work with individual uh, work with individuals uh, to corporations and and organizations? We do, um, depending on, of course, the scope of the projects. Mm-hmm. Some some companies, we you know, we do custom consulting. So some companies obviously are uh, bigger endeavors. They have more involved industries, more involved divisions, and all that kind of stuff. So uh, we do, you know, custom work always. I always say there's only like two boilerplate pages in our whole uh, brand brief that we deliver, which I don't even know why we call it a brief because it's not brief. They're usually quite uh, quite long. <laughs> um, it's the brand unbrief, but um, you know. So there is uh, custom work that we do, but we also do it do this for individuals. Um, obviously, the price point is less, and we and we work to make it affordable to them. Now. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, and it and for individuals, you know, it it uh, depending on um, where they are in their in their level of business, you know, we'll interview them or we'll, we'll interview customers. You know, we try to get a, a nice 360 degree view of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, Very good. Yeah, and and then we also kind of look at it too that. Um, as they are growing their business, I mean, if they only have to brand once, we've in most cases we've saved them probably about ten to fifteen to twenty thousand dollars and up, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. later because sure. it just costs a lot if you have to do it twice. Right. So, um, but we also knowing that not everybody has obviously the ability to. Um, do custom consulting and that we are putting together and have put together uh, some products. Uh, we have a personal branding CD that's available on Amazon um, mm. called the New Brand You. Okay. And that's a, a nice product that starts to get your, your context shifted into this way of thinking and even gives you some guidelines and things that you can do okay. to get started developing and doing that internal work, you know, that's required. Mm-hmm. Um, we are finishing up a new product that we're going to be releasing um, in the next probably month or so uh, called uh, uh, Building Your Business from the Brand Up. Mm-hmm. And that's really the five stages of heart and mind branding, and it and it's, you know goes through, has a workbook and so forth mm-hmm. that allows people to um, work on this for themselves and even – to be honest with you, I think it would be a good tool for people to work through prior to us even consulting with them. I would think so. That would be a, a, a great uh, pre-prospect uh, uh, tool to say, hey, okay, you know, I'm coming to you now ready for mm-hmm. the next step. I like that a lot. Yeah, we'll promote that for you. Yeah, it just kind of gets people thinking in that in that vein again. Sure. Um, and then we, like we say, we have the e-books. Uh, they're a very low price point because I, I, that's the thing that bothered me was I, I didn't like the fact that just because a person didn't or a company didn't have the money to spend for custom consulting, we, that we would just kind of go, well, sorry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. And, but we, you know, obviously can't help everybody for free, or I'd be. You know, living under a bridge somewhere. Um, <laughs> You'd be back in corporate America, waiting to get fired. I would. I would be back in corporate America, or, or living under a bridge, and in, in Phoenix in the summer, that's quite warm. So, no, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, so that's why we put together things that are also less expensive, so that it gets people to a place where at least they can start thinking this way. They can maybe start taking some action. So we have the e-books. Um, a new one is coming out. Um, uh, probably next week called um, the Ten Reasons Why Marketing Doesn't Work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that'll be out, and uh, that'll be again available on Amazon. And then, of course, there's our website at HeasleyAndPartners.com, and uh, there's lots of blogs and f- you know free information there too, and, and that kind of thing that people can go to and learn. Heasley so, so is H E A S. L E Y A N D Partners dot com, correct? Cor- correct. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Kathy, you're absolutely amazing. Oh, well that's nice of you to say. And I don't give that out <laughs> I don't give that out to a lot of people. But I mean, you know, in our in our previous conversation and in this one, uh I just think that you are one of the uh most necessary components of anybody's 
business uh, and life. It, it's just, I mean, I've talked to a lot of branding, quote-unquote branding experts, but I think this one is it. Oh, well, thank you so much. I, I, you know, I, I just do what I, what I feel, and um, you know, kind of circling back to my early history, mm-hmm. um, you know, I will, I'll share with you that as much as I kind of joked about it, you know, being laid off from a job was, it was really a hard thing to go through, sure. and um, it, you know, it, it just um, shaped me, I think, and so much of what heart and mind branding really uh, is really comes from that and and in so much as I want people who are working for companies to feel they are doing something that matters mm-hmm. you know because the funny part is people say well is any of this measurable and I say well yeah it is because when when you can instill this kind of thing the heart along with the mind in a company and you make people you know understand that the work that they're doing matters that it that it's important that it's changing lives for either people or animals or helping the planet or <laughs> whatever whatever it is when if it's if it's doing some level of good guess what you know what they feel better about themselves Absolutely. and 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 then they're more confident even should a layoff happen they're more confident in themselves they they feel like you know what i've i've done some good things in my life they um <laughs> when they when they feel better about their jobs guess what they work harder absolutely you know they stay at a job longer they, they become don't, a commodity they do and yeah. i mean that translates directly to the bottom line absolutely directly to the bottom line absolutely so process of what you do is helping people know who they are it is it is everybody you know i don't care who you are and i don't care how much you deny it every single person in this world wants to leave a legacy Mm -hmm. and for for some people it's their children and that's and that's wonderful but you know what it it can be their children but you know what it can also be them and And that comes through not just work, but that comes through life's work. Well, to be a great mom or a great father, that's a brand. That's right. That's right. And if that's their life's work, that's that's amazing. Yeah. But the but the thing about it is, as as leaders, you know, all of these people out out there that are leaders of companies, it's not it's not our jobs to just make money. That's not our job. Our job is to is to create that environment that allows people to, you know, experience fulfillment in life. Sure. And and that's sort of the underlying I call it like the Trojan horse of this whole thing. Is, you know, when you are happier in your job, guess what? You're happier generally when you come home. Absolutely. And Absolutely. When you're, you're happier when you come home, you're probably kinder to your husband or wife or spouse or partner. You're, you know, better you're probably in the world. more yeah. patient with your children. Mm-hmm. And it just makes for a better, you know, families, better community, better world. It's it's really our, our, our underlying mission. And then, of course, by the way, you know, you sell a lot of stuff. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> by the way. The companies we work with sell a lot of stuff. Well, that's a, that's a very, very <laughs> – that's why people go in, usually go into business in the first place. Uh, and so I just I love the reinvention aspect too of of having this is really a great reinvention model too for people who are being mm-hmm. laid off and Lord knows this is going on by the droves and it's not stopping anytime soon unfortunately. Right, right, right. 
And so it, it is it's that it, it is that kind of an era that we live in. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for for sharing life with me, and uh, I will uh, thank uh, God today for you uh, coming into my life, and uh, uh, thank you also for referral key. Uh, did you want to talk about that a little bit? Oh well, yeah. This is something that we uh, came upon. Um, it's we're always uh, looking at the latest and greatest and the and the newest. Um, social media networks, and this one seems to be rather interesting where uh, you can create a, a network within this uh, social media tool called Referral Key and uh, use it as a referral tool so that when, as you're going about your daily life and your daily business, you can refer um, friends and family and colleagues to people that you know and trust and help them grow their businesses. So it's a really it's a neat tool. Excellent. How does one find a referral key? Um, simply type in referralkey.com, www.referralkey.com, and then it'll guide you through how to set up your network. And you can import your LinkedIn um, contacts. And so it's really it's nice. And it's you know sort of we're just beginning with it. And uh, but we well, always have so many wonderful people that we you know work with that we like to refer that it's an it's a handy tool for doing it well you will be my branding referral for sure oh that's that's very kind and thank you for for sharing life with the philippe matthews show and uh hey i want you back i would love to come back and i i just want to say thank you so much for this opportunity um i have enjoyed very much talking with you you're a wonderful person and a great spirit i can feel that Uh, Even through the phone. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. All right, my dear, God bless. Thank you. Same to you. All righty, bye-bye. Bye.